I felt better when Paul showed up. After the police and the paramedics and Mom were all gone, having finally finished with their endless photographs and poking around the house, I called Paul. He answered right away. I didn't have to say anything to him. I couldn't. Just hearing his voice made me want to cry again. Paul, I managed to get out. Just that. My voice sounded as if I had swallowed a bullfrog. I heard, he said. His voice was hollow and distant. He was sitting in his house, absorbing the blow, all alone. I waited for him to say more, but he didn't. I expected him to be stronger than me. I needed him to be stronger. Can you? I tried to ask. The words were caught in my throat. Are you, uh, do you want me to come over now? He asked. Yes. Are they, the police and everything? They're gone, I said. Let me get dressed, he said. Paul was two years younger than my mom, and also her only sibling. He'd been divorced a long time since before I was born, and he didn't have any children. I suspected Ronnie and I filled that role in his life. He treated us like adults, as if the things we said were important. And I know Mom leaned on him a lot. When he came through the door just thirty minutes after they'd removed Mom's body, I couldn't have been happier to see anyone. We hugged a long time, and when we finally separated, I saw the tears in his eyes. He looked all of his sixty-seven years. He ordinarily seemed so youthful, so energetic, but that night, he suddenly looked like an old man. Ronnie, he said. He's in his room, I said. He seems okay, but he was the one who found her. He called the police. They told me they think, it's okay, he said. You can tell me in a few minutes. But he didn't move. He stood in the living room looking around. I couldn't tell what he was doing. Absorbing the scene, remembering mom. He looked lost, confused, overwhelmed, I guess would be the best word. I reached out to touch his arm to tell him he didn't have to stay if he didn't want to. But just as I did, he went down the hall and into Ronnie's bedroom. While Paul was in there, I gathered my wits. Like most 26-year-olds, I had never planned a funeral. I'd only attended a few, and one of them was my dad's. Mom planned that one, and I assumed hers would be similar. Simple, small, low-key. Dad didn't even have a viewing. We just went to the church and then to the cemetery. Some relatives came back to the house with us and ate cold cuts and cake. That was it. Ashes to ashes and all that. I sat on the couch and used my phone to send a few emails. I had just started my second year of graduate school studying American urban history, cities and immigrants and neighborhoods. I had always imagined myself learning about the topic somewhere else, New York or Chicago, but we had an excellent program right here in Little Dover, Ohio, and Columbus was just an hour away if I really needed to see a city. I wrote to my advisor and told him what happened. I also wrote to a few friends at school. I didn't stay in touch with a lot of people from Dover. I occasionally ran into them around town, and when I saw them, I didn't know what to say. A lot of them were married already and having children. Things went that way in Dover, but not for me. I might get married someday, but not before I was 35. Hell, maybe I'd wait for 40. Once my messages were sent, I didn't know what to do. I looked around the room. The order, the neatness, the plan. There had to be a plan.
My mother always had a plan. I took a slow walk down the hallway. When I passed Ronnie's room, I looked in. Paul was talking to Ronnie in a low voice, soothing him. Ronnie looked tired, his eyes half-closed. They seemed so close, my mom, Paul, Ronnie, but not me. I always felt like the outsider, and I knew it was by choice. I had opted for a different life, but that didn't mean I didn't feel the loss of that closeness sometimes. I hadn't planned to move back after I received my undergraduate degree in Illinois. I worked for two years, and then when it was time for graduate school, I applied to Dalton only as a backup plan, my safety school. As the fates would have it, they offered me the best graduate assistantship and tuition waiver. I moved back to Dover, Ohio with my teeth clenched, but privately I hoped it would work.